Okay, good evening. So tonight we're going to do loving kindness practice. Um, and um, uh, the way I think the, the we're going to start with maybe five minutes of just following the breath, develop a little bit of, you know, settle the mind, develop a little bit of concentration. Um, and then I'm going to walk everyone through uh, the loving kindness practice, um, where I'm not, we're going to kind of do it gradually. Where I'm going to encourage you guys to 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 follow along with the steps, but I'm also going to like explain some of the steps along the way, and then at the end we'll do um, a round of it just um, as a straight up guided meditation. Um, the version of loving kindness that I'm going to uh, offer tonight is uh, a little bit different than the kind that is traditionally practiced, um, like in the insight tradition. Um, uh, and it's a it's a version of a loving kindness practice that was developed at the Zen Center San Diego by um, Ezra Beta and Elizabeth Hamilton. And um, and it's obviously not radically different because there's not you know it's. There's not many things to, to change about the practice, but there, there, those of you who are very familiar with traditional loving kindness practice, as taught by people like Jack Kornfield, Sharon Salzberg, um, will notice some interesting differences, and I'll explain those um, along the way. Um, so, um, so let's just get started. So. Um, Please get into a comfortable position. Let's begin by just taking a few deep relaxation breaths. Breathing very deeply in through the nose. Feeling the whole upper body inflate with air. And then exhale slowly through your slightly open mouth. And let's just breathe in this way for the next minute or so, breathing deeply in through the nose and exhaling slowly through your slightly open mouth. As you breathe out the next time, you might even try saying, relax silently to yourself, just inviting the body to relax, to let go of its load, just settle in this moment. And now let your mouth come to a close and let your breath now breathe at its own rhythm. 
Let your awareness come to the breath in the inside of the tip of your nose. Just feel the sensations there in the inside of your nose, produced by the breath as it flows in and out of the body. And any time the mind gets pulled away by thoughts or any other kind of distraction, just gently but firmly bring the mind back to the breath and to the breath in the inside of your nose. <clears throat> As we continue following the breath, let your awareness become ever more textured, feeling the subtle variation in the sensations of the breath, moment by moment. How the beginning and the middle and the end of each breath feel different, even if very subtly so. And notice the transitions between in-breath and out-breath, and out-breath and in-breath.
At the end of a long day, it's very natural for the mind to be a little scattered. We've been busy with all sorts of things. And it'll take the mind a bit of time to settle. Be gentle with the mind. Try not to be frustrated with it. We're not trying to tame it. We're just inviting it to settle. See if you can feel an entire in-breath from the very beginning to the end. An entire out-breath from beginning to end. Okay, so that's good for this opening concentration portion of the practice. Um, I often do loving kindness at the end of my morning sitting for about 10 minutes. So, so this is a little bit like that. I'll sit for 35 or so minutes and then, you know, um, for the last 10 minutes or so, I'll do um, a bit of the loving kindness practice that we're about to do together. And I like to do awareness or concentration practice before I do loving kindness practice, because I find that when the mind is already a bit settled and focused, it's much easier to um, transition into loving kindness, to focus on the loving kindness practice, instead of using the loving kindness practice itself as a way to kind of help settle the mind. Some people like doing the reverse, um, uh, do a little bit of loving kindness practice as a way of beginning a sitting and then transition to awareness practice. The way some people describe it is that they find that doing the loving kindness practice first allows them to be a bit more gentle with themselves when they're practicing awareness. Um, but personally, I find it easier to do it the other the other way. But so this is something to experiment with. Um, and also, uh, I hope one of the things you are hearing is that you know loving kindness practice can just be like a five or ten minute thing and add it to something you're already doing it doesn't have to be a whole nother sitting i think it's um actually like could be incredibly beneficial to do it um at least once a day even if it's just for five minutes um and so um and it doesn't need to be a whole nother thing that you add <clears throat> so i'm gonna walk us through somewhat slowly all the steps of 
this version of loving kindness practice. Um, and I encourage you to not really listen with the kind of intellectual part of your mind, the sort of the, the, the thinking part of your mind, but the, think of this as like um, a very slow, drawn out, guided meditation with a bit of explanation thrown in. So as I introduce each step, um, try doing it with everyone else as you do it. You can be in an informal posture, you don't have to be sick, but just like in your mind, in your heart, try doing each step as we go. Um, there'll be opportunity for questions um, at a certain point, and then we'll do the practice just um, in a more concentrated form at the end, all right? So the first step of loving kindness practice is we're activating the heart. Um, one important thing about this practice is we're not generating a feeling that we wouldn't otherwise have. We're rather, I think, awakening and nurturing something that's a natural capacity that we all of us possess. Um, it's not, love is not something kind, it's not something that we need to somehow come up with, you know, as if it weren't there to begin with. The issue is not that we don't have it, but that it's often obscured, you know. Um, it's covered over, perhaps just because of busyness or perhaps because of other kinds of conflicting emotions like anger, jealousy, or greed, or whatever it may be. Um, so um, we're not making something out of nothing, but rather allowing something that's within to shine forth. I think this is an important sort of attitude to have in mind. Um, and one of the ways of um, sort of, I think, experiencing this fact is um, one of the ways we can do that is by bringing to mind someone for whom we just very naturally have warm, loving feelings. Um, so as a way to start and kind of just connect us with the heart. So. You know, just bring to mind right now someone for whom you feel just deep love and warmth. Um, and just feel the way that the image, the thought of this person makes you feel, especially in the center of the chest, um, which is where so many feelings of love and warmth and kindness are really centered. Now, with this step as with every step of the practice that we're gonna do tonight, you may not necessarily feel any love or kindness. Um, much of the time, our hearts are in some way blocked, closed off. I mean, we're all, each one of us, familiar with the ways that this can be and how painful it is. So the last thing that we want to do is to approach loving kindness practice in a way that makes us feel worse, as if like, why can't I feel the way I'm supposed to feel? You know, um, why can't I? feel this kindness and, and what's wrong with me. 
actually just really common <laughs> to, to not always be able to feel warmth or kindness in the heart, you know? And so at any moment during this practice, if you don't feel much in the heart, if in fact you feel like a closure or tightness, then just experience that. Let that be what the experience of this practice is like. And approach that close-heartedness, that tightness of the heart with as much compassion and kindness as you can muster, right? So never, the heart can't be forced. You can't pry it open, you know. The watchword is gentleness and softness at every step of this practice. We are attending to ourselves with kindness, however we're feeling. So for some of you, bringing this person to mind has sort of brought up feelings of warmth and kindness. And for some of you, perhaps not. And either one is fine. So now please bring your awareness to the sensations of the breath in the center of the chest. So instead of following the breath going in and out of the nose, feel the rise and fall of the very center of the chest. It's like the, the middle of your breastbone or sternum. And let your awareness throughout this practice rest there feeling, almost visualizing, imagining the breath being drawn in through the center of the chest, as if there's a hole there. You could draw air right in through the center of your sternum, your breastbone. And let your focus be more on the inhalation than the exhalation. Really visualize the breath being drawn in through the center of the chest. Now on the exhalation, don't worry about keeping your awareness or just let the breath escape. Let yourself exhale in a relaxed way. And then focus on the center of the chest as you breathe in. Feel it. And then just exhale. Just relax. So throughout the whole rest of the practice, please keep part of your awareness there in the center of your chest. Now the first phase of the practice is directed towards ourselves. So every time you breathe in, say, breathing into the heart. So visualize the breath being drawn in through the center of the chest and say, breathing into the heart. Then as you exhale, say, extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. Breathing in to the heart and extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. How you are right now may be tight, frustrated, hard. Try to extend kindness to yourself exactly as you are right now, no matter how you are right now. And notice if there's a part of yourself that doesn't want to. 
that isn't okay with you being the way you are right now. And then try to be kind to that part of yourself. No matter what comes up, it is an opportunity for the exercise of kindness. The next line, breathing into the heart and attending to whatever blocks the heart. So we are attending to whatever keeps the heart closed, prevents it from extending kindness, from feeling love. We're making space for whatever closes off the heart, blocks it. Not trying to push it away, not trying to change it, but making loving room for it. Breathing into the heart, attending to whatever blocks the heart. Third line, breathing into the heart, opening my heart to all beings. And now extend kindness, not just to yourself, but open your heart to all beings. It's an open way. And if you can't feel that, or your heart box at that invitation, then approach that with kindness. Breathing into the heart, opening my heart to all beings. Let's do one more round of this directed towards ourselves. Breathing into the heart, extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now. Breathing into the heart, attending to whatever blocks the heart. And breathing into the heart, picture the breath being drawn into the heart, opening my heart to all being. The second step of loving kindness is directed to someone else, someone for whom you feel natural warmth and kindness. So you might bring to mind the person you brought to mind at the very beginning of this session or someone else. So picture that person, someone who you feel just warmth and love for. And then let's do this next phase, thinking of this person, breathing into the heart, visualizing the breath being drawn into the heart. Feel it. Extending kindness to you, this person you're thinking of, exactly as you are right now not as you'd like them to be, but as they are 
right now. Breathing into the heart, extending kindness to you exactly as you are right now. And some of you may subconsciously or unconsciously think of the ways in which you wish this person might be a little bit different than they are. And just notice that. Smile at those inclinations and keep directing kindness to this person exactly as they are. And then second line, breathing into the heart. May you be healed of your difficulty. Wish for this person that they be healed of any inner or outer difficulties that they may be facing. And if they are ill or dealing with some kind of mental travail, maybe think of that particularly as you recite the second line. Breathing into the heart. May you be healed of your difficulty. And the third line, breathing into the heart. May you open your heart to all beings. So you're wishing for this person that their heart be open, not be clouded or blocked. The most beautiful gift anyone could receive. Breathing into the heart. May your heart be open to all beings. And now let's do one more pass through these lines and please bring someone else to mind. I often go through all of my family members in the morning in this way, doing one set of lines for each person. So pick someone else now. And let's do these lines one more time, breathing into the heart, extending kindness to you exactly as you are right now. Breathing into the heart, may you be healed of your difficulties. And breathing into the heart, may you open your heart to all being. And the final phase of this practice is directed towards all being. And for some of you that may be difficult to do, and just you can think of a group of people Maybe perhaps you could think of the group of people on this call with you right now. Breathing into the heart, extending kindness to all beings exactly as they are right now. And this doesn't mean that you approve of everything that everyone does, that you don't hold them responsible for what they do. This is just about opening your heart to people as they are, with kindness. Breathing into the heart, 
extending kindness to all beings exactly as they are right now. Second line, breathing into the heart. May all beings be healed of their difficulties. Breathing into the heart. May all beings be healed of their difficulties. And the final line, which is my favorite, is breathing into the heart. May all beings open their hearts to one another. Breathing into the heart. May all beings open their hearts to one another. So I'm just going to, let's just sit for a few more minutes in silence um, before we start talking. And I invite you in these few minutes to just um, repeat whichever of the lines resonated most with you, extending kindness to yourself or to others, wishing that others' hearts might be open to other people, whatever it may be. Just continue breathing into the heart and dwelling in the heart. And you can just repeat one of the lines over and over again. I spent an entire day of retreat repeating the lines, extending kindness to myself, exactly as I am right now. If we could just do this, think of how different our lives would feel. Okay, and maybe just as a way of ending, perhaps silently to ourselves, we can extend one round to just everyone else who's here, extending kindness to all of you, exactly as you are. So um, I just wanna say a few words about certain choices that were made in this practice um, and then open it up for responses and questions. Um, uh, 
So, um, and I think maybe I'll, I'll focus on the slight, and I, I don't want to exaggerate this, just there are slight differences between this way of um, doing loving kindness practice and the the much more sort of commonly known ways offered by people like Cornfield and, and Salzburg and et cetera, which is wonderful. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those ways. But I'll explain why there are some slight differences. I think one um, difference is, I think, an emphasis on the sensations of the breath in the heart space. Um, uh, I think when you hear people like Cornfield and, and Salzburg describe um, loving kindness practice, they'll focus more on the thoughts or the feelings and the phrases, but there'll be, won't be this similar kind of attention to the real sort of visceral feeling of the breath being drawn into the heart. And I think this is actually like a really wonderful thing to add to whatever kind of version of loving kindness practice you favor. Um, there is just something mysterious and powerful about this part of our bodies and and um and and i think it's um you know when we feel just overpowered by love or by grief or joy it's not an accident that we feel it so powerfully here you know um and all, almost all the great spiritual traditions consider this a very powerful energy center um often associated with love and kindness so um so I think kind of making this focusing on the breath there really sort of um, foregrounds that helps activate the embodied aspect of this practice. That love is not just an idea, um, not just a feeling in the sense of like an ethereal sort of thing, but it's really is very, very much a bodily experience. And so um, even if you didn't feel any kind of gain by focusing on the breath and the heart, um, tonight when we did this together, I encourage you to really give it a try for a while before deciding whether or not to keep it as part of your own repertoire. So that's one thing that I think is um, different. Another is, um, I think, um, now I I sometimes practice loving kindness, like may, may I be happy, may I be at peace, may I be, um, uh, safe, um, may I be filled with joy. These are some very traditional phrases that people um, in the insight tradition use. I think they're wonderful. Um, I think that there is a, um, a, temp a temptation or a risk of sometimes um, saying those lines with the idea that we're trying to make ourselves feel that way. You know, may I be, may I experience happiness? May I be happy? May I be, um, you know, ex uh, may I be peaceful now? Um, and uh, to have these pictures of certain ways that we want to feel, you know. Um, and I think that um, staying instead, extending kindness to myself exactly as I am right now, really makes clear that it's not about making ourselves feel a particular kind of emotion, but really just opening our hearts to whatever we may be experiencing at a given moment, to whatever our, our feelings are like right now. Um, and um, so I just want to explain why that choice of, of 
phrasing instead of the much more traditional ones. Um, in fact, I think like John Case, unfortunately, isn't on the call tonight, but he even has said uh, on a couple of occasions when we've done this practice and I've used the more traditional phrases that he likes to imagine when he says, may I be happy, that, like the last like a, a time when he felt clearly happy and use that as a kind of model for the kind of like wishing that he's 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 um engaging in like may i feel like i did that time you know may i feel joy and then like think of a time when he felt joy and i think really the key to this practice is opening our hearts to however we are at any given moment and not um trying to substitute what we're feeling now with another kind of feeling when we can truly approach ourselves with kindness including our anger with kindness or sadness with kindness or our frustration with kindness, then often how we feel will shift. Yeah. But I think the key is really open to how we are right now. I also um, extend kindness to myself exactly as I am. And I like this phrase right now, because it really makes me like, no, like not like some essence of who I think I am or how I, you know, who I think I really am deep down, but, um, but like, no, as I am right now, which may be like, really irritable as hell or you know whatever it may be you know um, and of course one of the things that's that's core to buddhism is that there is no essence to who we are we are just impermanent we're moment by moment and so when we practice loving kindness we're not practicing loving kindness that there's some like essence of who we are but just who we are who everyone else is right now that's who we're extending kindness to and it's a nice reminder of that um attending to whatever blocks the heart i think follows with along with what i just said which is we're not trying to blow through those things that make the heart feel closed but actually really touch them with kindness approach them with kindness because there will be many many times when we do this practice where we won't feel an iota of kindness or love you know um and that's okay because the practice is to be open to, with as much compassion as possible, whatever we're experiencing. And a lot of the time, because we are human and we're not enlightened, right? We're going to be experiencing different ways in which the heart feels closed off, both to ourselves and to other people. Those aren't problems. That's the path. That is exactly what requires our attention, you know? We're not engaging in some kind of idealistic self-improvement project where, no, this is not the me I want, so I want that me. Rather, can we approach how we are right now? Perhaps crabby, perhaps hardened, perhaps feeling a little bit like stone. Can we approach that with warmth and kindness? Um, so those are, I think, like the, the ways I understand the significance of those lines and i think um i i like this version of the practice because it really i think reminds me of the deep spirit with which loving kindness practice is meant to be engaged in. it's really about loving who we are right now exactly as we are not as we want to be and loving the other person you know sometimes when i do it with um you know i think of a family member and I'll say, extending kindness to you exactly as you are right now. But then I'll think to my, but I do wish 
you would do this a little bit differently or you know maybe you if you would just be and it's just and all it can be a smile you know and yes i wish that and yes of course that's like that's not my place right that's like and it's just good to see that and then like approach that with a bit of humor and kindness okay so um i know there's a little bit clunkier than our traditional guided meditations but i, I just I, I since there are it's more like kind of like philosophy embedded in these lines i did want to like walk us through in this way let me open the floor for discussion and if we have time at the end maybe we could do just one more quick round of this together but let's um let's see if anyone has anything they'd like to say or to ask thank you Bernie. i've been um since i moved to phoenix i've been going to a really nice insight meditation group and we do the meta practice mm -hmm. at the end of each um you know half hour but this felt a thousand times more peaceful and inside and I felt the love so much more than just the usual words so thank you seriously I'm gonna try this instead because the other just feels like I'm doing something from a book hmm. okay interesting and oh, oh and Gina I'm glad you said that that last thing you know everyone no matter what version you do should actually not think of these as from a book and including the version I offered like um, modify the phrasing, modify the, you know, it's like, in fact, I think one of the really important reasons for me to share the spirit of the lines is so that you can say, oh, like, I get that, but this phrasing works better for me. You know, um, there is nothing magical, uh, talismanic about any of these words or any of these phrases. So experiment, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, I think so. So Gene, I mean, yeah, incorporate some of these lines, um, but everyone should really feel like, make this your own, you know, it, it, the key is like finding what words, what practice is alive for you. Um, anyone else? Maybe just speaking to a little bit another thing aspect of what Gene said. Gene, I wonder if it's it's the practice that was different, or just that like maybe you just feel comfortable in this group. I don't know. I, I think um, it's both. Um, I feel so that's why I love that you put it on Zoom because yeah. there's a kind of and they're really nice people. The other one it meets at a church out here in Phoenix, and she's been teaching for years. But this just feels so much more about feelings and so much more about emotions and feelings to me than the other feels more kind of like a graduate class hmm, in a way it just this is they're really nice people it's just this and i've there's another group i belong to that i um they're gonna come and join on zoom i think i gave them the address and all that. but yeah it just felt so peaceful and and wonderful so yeah i don't know how you put that into words but it works no, it's, and I think that's what I was, uh, uh, that's why I brought that up because I, I'm kind of like myself quite surprised that we've been able to create this sense of community on Zoom. You know, it's kind of amazing. I mean, I've, I've heard a number of different people speak to this feeling uh, of just like, yeah, even though like very few of us 
have met each other in person, but we feel like we're starting to get, we've gotten to know each other and feel comfortable. And so kind of, it's wonderful. I, I would never yeah, have expected it is. It, it's this like to be possible. It's like somebody gave me some sort of, you know, yeah. drug instead of it's working because I feel so peaceful <laughs> afterwards. It's like Valium, you know, so <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's, it's, it's a pleasant experience for you, Jean. That's nice. <clears throat> I just um, hi Carrie. Hi, I, 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 Jean. You're you, you've said it. Um, this was so much more meaningful to me, Bernie, hmm. uh, than other meta practices. Um, I guess the phrasing is just perfect for where I'm at right now, hmm. and the the obstacles I've felt to being open hearted. So, hmm. thank you, Meta. Hmm made a big impact tonight thanks hmm. I'm, I'm really glad carrie and you know like I, I i said in passing for an entire day of a retreat i just did that one phrase extending kindness to myself exactly as i am right now so even like one phrase like for because for me though that exactly as i am right now right those are the key things i mean not like trying to feel a certain way thinking i should feel a certain way but like no how am i feeling now and can i be kind to that you know person um, so like just throwing out there, like even a, a, a single line is, is something that people could just focus on. Yeah. And, and that one in particular is, is really terrific, but I also want to say that, um, to extend healing mm -hmm. to others of their difficulty, I, I have to be honest and say that, um, I'm thinking of a person who's, um, passing from this life these weeks and um this helps me thanks thank you Carrie. <coughs> i'm glad you were here tonight Carrie. me too I just want to say what a blessing it is to have Mary, uh, have her as a friend. Sylvia, did you want to say something too? Uh, yeah, uh, what I feel, um, the way you phrased it, it's the first time, I, I love the fact that you start with the, the focus on the heart because that right there softens like a, an assumption that it's something that's cerebral um, so that it's more of a nonverbal uh, wavelength communication that's happening. And then what I felt this time, which I don't haven't before so much is the uh, forgiveness of uh, whoever you are, wherever you are at that time uh, and acceptance of whoever you are at that time um so that you like you said it's not trying to be happy you're just uh taking in who you are right then and accepting that so it's like a feeling of um 
forgiveness is the is the big word and acceptance and i and i think that's that that for me for me that's a lot what love means is accepting someone um and with that is not just accepting that person but um uh, that it's okay that they're not perfect that they're uh that that's part of what life is and, and that's, that's the hard part is to not seek perfection and to let it be the way it is. Yeah. Um, so that, that's all helps me there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Sylvia. Um, I have a question. Hi. Hi. Uh, so it's like when you talk about like you need to focus on your breath during like the meditation, like, but like, um, but like I think everyone has like thoughts like in like their mind. So like how do we I don't know differentiate or like like when should we focus on our breath and when should we focus on like what thoughts that came to our mind? I know it's a good question. Um, it and it, it it there are different answers for different times. Like th when we when we um, started tonight and I said focus on the breath in your nose. The idea there is really. Um, to give your give yourself a chance to, to not worry about the thoughts at all, you know, to really like it gives your mind something to do. Okay, focus on the breath. My guess is that probably the, you still had a lot of thoughts, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's normal. That's what I think most of us were probably experiencing that, right? Um, and so uh, it can be really hard to even like stay focused on the breath, you know, because like the thoughts are so intense. Um, I, how do you pronounce your first name? I don't. Um, C. C. Okay. Um, um, I, it just, I don't know how long you have meditated, um, but um, no matter how long you have, the longer you do it, the easier it will be to focus on the breath instead of being carried away by thoughts. It's something that definitely gets better with time. It's easier with time. Um, never maybe all that easy, <laughs> but easier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's like I have done like meditation one year, like in my tenth grade. Uh -huh. and I did like some like I feel like sleeping meditation was the best for me because mm. I, it was the, like I was listening to YouTube like video. They have like the from head feel your energy flow from head to toe mm -hmm. to head into like I feel like every time it's like two rounds I will fall asleep. Like that's mm -hmm. the only. I feel like I was doing meditation, but I didn't have like thoughts like mm -hmm. in my mind. Right? Yeah. Um, so, and then, so, yeah, just, um, and then there are other kinds of meditation where we're, we're actually like interested in what kind of thoughts are coming up. You know, we want to like sort of observe them, notice the thoughts and see that they're just thoughts. And so it's not always about, um, just focusing on the breath. There are different kinds. And if you come, you keep coming on Tuesday nights, uh, we will do different versions on different nights. Yeah. So it's good to see you. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, hi, Mary. Hi, hi Bernie. <laughs> I, I was reflecting on, uh, and hi, everyone. A very saying how peaceful this was tonight. And I would agree. And I think part of it was its simplicity. 
I'm that phrase exactly as either I am right now or as someone else is right now, almost for me eliminates thought. Mm. And uh, that's refreshing mm. and peace giving. Mm. <laughs> so uh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm. That's wonderful. Exactly as we are right now. Doesn't, yeah. No other assumptions, no other whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, and in fact, like it's the essence of practice in a certain way, right? And like so much of our thoughts are churned up because we actually don't want things to be exactly as they are right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, amazing how much energy we spend trying to like figure out how things could be different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. But it's hard, it can be hard. I mean, I just in case, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that people experience this in these like, um, pleasant ways that they have. But, you know, that day that I described doing this, um, this line for the retreat, the whole day, actually like a lot of it was very unpleasant for me. A lot of tension, a lot of clothes, because I was coming up to the edge of what I wouldn't tolerate. I did not accept myself as I am, you know? And, and, and repeating that line just heightened that sense like, no, no, I don't. I don't accept myself exactly as I am. But throughout the course of the day, I there was a something shifted. But it, it required me being at the edge of you know uh, all day, and something then my heart broke. And I think sometimes seeing how closed off your heart can be, in an interesting way, can allow your heart to break for itself. You know, it's like you become it's like, oh my God, I'm so hard on myself. How can I be this cruel to myself? And just seeing that so clearly for long enough and suddenly you start, you can have the experience where it's just like, you can break down weeping and your heart breaks open for yourself. Yeah. Um, but it can be unpleasant for a part of that time. Very unpleasant, yeah. So, um, we have three minutes left and maybe we could just do like, you know, how about like, um, I, I, we, why don't we just sit for three minutes and be, people could either just follow the breath or do a few of these lines or one line on your own, whatever you decide to, to do. And then, and then at 8.30, I will speak up and bid everyone good night. Okay, good. This, thank you all for being here. This is really wonderful. <clears throat>
Okay, my friends. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Thank you so much, Bernie. See you all, all next time. Have a really good week. You Thank too. you. Bye-bye.